0: Hi, welcome back. I'm your host, Robin, and you are now listening to my podcast, Broken Strength Under Control. Hey, did you guys know that you were all called to be a light in this dark world that we're living in? And with that being said, let your light so shine before men that they may see your good works and glorify your Father in heaven. You know, I am... I have been doing so many different things um, in the last several days, and I've had so many different things going on. But today, you know, I wanted to share something from my heart. I had a dream um, about a week ago, and it's been a long time since, you know, God spoke to me in a dream. So today, my topic is about covering, Um, and I'm going to title it A Coat of Covering. You got it. I'm going to talk about Joseph's coat of many colors, but before I talk about Joseph's coat of many colors, let me just tell you guys about the dream that I had. Okay, so a little over a week ago, um, in a dream, God showed me him covering me with a coat, like a blanket, you know? When, when you think about a coat covering you, it, Could be um, something that you are making a fashion statement with. You know, it dresses up your outfit, depending on what kind of coat it is, what kind of jacket it is. And I'll kind of touch a little bit about that. Um, But sometimes we wear coats because it's cold outside to help protect us from the elements that we're going into. So there's different kind of coats that help protect the different kind of elements. And so, but God showed me in the dream that he was covering me like a coat. And so, my question to you all is the coat, well, it really isn't a question. It's a statement, shall I say. The coat was a gift. But is my identity tied into the gift that God has given me? Hmm. Now that's interesting. So let's just jump right on in. Um, Joseph Coat represented family leadership. Now, I don't know if the coat that God covered me in um, represent family the same thing or had the same meaning as his coat of many colors. Um, But, you know, that came out of, you know, Genesis 37 and three speaks to, you know, the coat that Joseph had of many colors. Um, And what I found out also was, was that it represented God's light of depiction of his glory found in the third heaven. Many colors represented God's righteousness emanating from him. And so the word emanating means of something abstract or perceptible. Issue or spread out from a source. Be produced by, give out, or emit. And so, you know, I thought that... um, It was definitely interesting to see that, first and foremost, to find out that there was a third heaven. Okay, y'all, that was mind-blowing. But it represented so many different things, right? And so what I found out, even with that, that God is covering the land like a coat. So, you know, we're in this time of uncertainty, And nothing is guaranteed, nothing is promised, right? And so, but God showed me in the dream that as he was covering me with the coat, it was like he was covering his land like a blanket. So he was protecting. So the coat is a form of protection. And it also represents favor, And so I was just like, okay, Lord, you know, because I was struggling with trying to figure out what I was going to talk about this week. And I was on my way home from the gym that morning. And it was just like the Holy Spirit took me back to the dream that I had just had that morning about this coat and God covering me with a coat. And so Joseph's name means, may he add, and the reason why Jacob made him this coat of many colors was because Joseph was birthed out of Jacob's old age, with Rachel, the woman that he loved so much, the woman that he worked all that time for. Um, she gave him Joseph. That that was their son, and because he was birthed out of Joseph's Jacob. I'm sorry, Jacob's old age. Joseph had this coat made for him and the coat representation was, I guess the way you could look at it was, was that those that um, who were royalty wore a coat, like this coat that Joseph had. And you know, the, the coat had a rainbow of colors. Now, I'm going to just take you back a little bit when Noah was told to build the ark, you know, um, and when there was dry land after the 40 days and 40 nights of just rain, God made a covenant with Noah by way of a rainbow. He reassured him that He would not destroy the earth again by water. And so that was his covenant. And so you notice that every time it stops raining, sometimes we are able to see a rainbow um, in the clouds. Um, That's God's covenant. And it just, you know, it kind of took me back when I thought about Joseph's cope that was many colors. And so it was a gift from his dad, but was his identity tied into this coat. And so a coat is a garment with sleeves that covers, protects the upper body. So you have a jacket, which is a short coat. You have an overcoat, which is a long coat. It's worn for warmth, or for fashion, just as I stated earlier. Typically, it has long sleeves, it's open down in the front, closing by means of buttons, zippers, hook and loop fasteners, fasteners toggles, a belt or a combination of all of these. Um, and so the many colors represented favoritism. It showed how Joseph was loved so much by his father. Now, this is a two-sided sword here, right? So, he was favored by his dad. But could it clearly have been a representation of history repeating itself? Because, you know... um, jacobs encountered the same type of thing with his brother esau his father favored his brother more than him um and so could it be that jacob was doing the same thing but on a a greater magnitude um, that created many problems within the family within his with between him and his brothers You know, no fault of his own because he didn't ask his dad to do that. That was something that his father did. And so I found that this showed how generations repeat the same mistakes as their parents. And again, Jacob felt slighted because Isaac favored Esau over him. It speaks to bad habits picked up that has caused a wedge in between relationships So, you know, you have to use caution when showing preferential treatment. Um, How poorly we treat those we do not favor. It shows how we fall short in our own lives and how we can show God's love to everyone equally. And so, you know, I can attest to certain things um, because all my life, up until a certain point, I always felt like my mom favored my sister over me. This is a truth moment, y'all. And that may not have been the case, but I've always felt that way. Um, And the relationship between me and my mother, you know, it it had its moments where it really wasn't the greatest. I mean, of course, you know, we are in a good place now. Um, But back then growing up, You know, I just looked at her so differently. I always felt like, you know, she was a lot more easier going on my sister than she was with me. I'm the oldest. And so I took the brunt of a lot of different things um, and I never understood why. And so I have two children and I think at some point, even between my kids, my daughter felt like I favored her brother over her. But it really wasn't the case at all. You know, they were two different kids. They were raised by the same mother in the same house, but they were two different people, had two different types of personalities. And so, you know, I could not treat my son the way I treated my daughter because they were two totally different people. They they did, they, they, they made different decisions. And so, but I loved my daughter, um, just as much, if not more at times, um, she was just a different child. And so, you know, um, it was different because it did appear like my son was favored more than like, I did more for him than I did for her. And that's really not the case y'all. I've never allowed anyone to make the difference in between my children And I worked very hard not to do the same, raising them. And so it just kind of made me laugh a little bit to see that Jacob did that without thinking about the kind of rift it would cause in the family between the brothers. Because Joseph was dressed better than his brothers. The clothing that his father dressed him in or clothed him in was better than what he clothed his brothers now you know that was going to make them feel some kind of way so the dad made a difference in between his children Jacob made a difference in between his children causing them to grow up disliking their brother that wasn't something that Joseph did his dad did that And a lot of times we do things just like that. When we don't like certain people, what do we do? We treat them differently than somebody that we like. I've encountered that, you know, in ministry as well. You know, um, and not that you need to be in competition with anyone, but it puts you at odds with people. Why? Because they're not trying to get to know you. Um, and then you're really not trying to get to know them. You know, And so Joseph had problems with his brothers from the very beginning because of his father. And I thought that, you know <laughs> it's difficult in so many instances for, you know, people to be accepting. And the thing I love most about God is, is that we are all his children and he treats us all the same. He loves us all the same, you know. Um, And depending on how good or not so good of a relationship that you have with him, you are the determining factor in that. God doesn't make the difference in between his kids, you know. And some might say, well, I wonder why, you know, she seems to be getting this and getting that, but, you know, God, I've been praying about this thing and, you know, how come you're not answering my prayers? How come you're doing it for my sister or for my brother? But, you know, what about me? What about y'all? Let me just tell you how that was me. Um, and if you are not careful you will have jealousy. You will have bitterness. You will have anger. You will have, um, self righteousness, you know, judgment, all kinds of things that will be just sitting in and festering and growing within you. Um, and, uh, and then that will, you will basically convey that to others. That's the place that you will operate in, you know? And so I thought that even with that, Jacob, didn't really stop God's purpose for Joseph's life, you know, um, because God had already preordained what he had for Joseph, right? Just like all of us, he's already preordained what he has for each and every one of us. And so, you know, Joseph had this dream, no pun intended, but I had a dream about a coat. Joseph had a dream that his brothers and his family would bow to him bow to his shears basically and when he told his brothers his dream you know they already didn't like him because the dad favored him Jacob favored him so they already didn't like him now he come with this dream talking about you gonna bow to me at some point you know um so how did you think that would make them feel I don't know about y'all, but that would be... I would probably have been looking at Joseph like, boy, bye. You know, you better go on somewhere with that. You know, I'm not bowing to you for anything. Who are you? You know, that's just real. I'm keeping it real with y'all. Uh, that's what I would have been like back then. Um, and so, you know, even with that, the brother sought out an opportune time to basically... Put him in a pit. Took his coat. Ripped it. Sprinkled animal blood on it. Took it back to their dad to say, hey, you know, we don't know what happened to him. But here's this, you know, here this, this is what we found. And so Jacob, for a lack of better term, he grieved and mourned Joseph. Even though Joseph really was alive. But that pit was a part of God's plan for him. Why? Because Joseph, just like most of us, he told a dream. And it's not good to tell everyone your dreams, even those that are close to you, because they can and will become jealous and envious of what God is doing in your life. They start to plot. Truth be told. And it could be some ones that's close to you, plotting on you but Joseph was not mature enough to handle his dream. Just like most of us, we're not mature enough to handle our purpose, the plan, the destiny, the thing that God has placed within us. Why? Because he knows that. That's why he only gives us things in pieces and parts because if he gave it to us all at one time, we would make a mess of everything, right? (laughs) And we will make a mess of the stuff that he does give to us. So he spoke out of immaturity And that caused problems between him and his brothers. Sometimes we can speak out of immature and immaturity, I'm sorry, in a season and could kill the seed before it ever has a chance to produce any fruit. So sometimes we could be our own hindrance. And Joseph was his own hindrance. Why? Because he did not really fully understand what the dream represented. So the pit was a part of his purpose. God giving him understanding. And he went from the pit to a palace. Then to prison. All of that a part of his purpose. Why? Because there was a favor and a call upon his life that he really didn't have no control over. But God was going to use the pit, the palace... And prison for his purpose. I'm going to say that again. That was so good. It was good to me. I got to repeat it again. The pit, the palace, prison was all a part of his purpose because God had to mature Joseph. God had to humble Joseph. God had to show him that. His dream was not for him and that he wasn't bigger than the dream. This was about kingdom and God's glory and purpose. And how many of you know that when it's about kingdom and about God's glory, you won't get to glory in his presence. Pride will not enter into his kingdom. And so Joseph was prideful. He was arrogant and he was showboating the favoritism that his father had given to him in front of his brothers, parading that in their face, like throwing in their face. Ha ha. You know, you know, like we do most of the time when we're on the rise or when things are going really good for us, you know, we want to put it in people's face. But God has a way of humbling you like no other kind of way. And when I tell you when God has to humble you, trust and believe it do not feel good, nor does it look good. And so the thing most, though, that I love about the Lord is, is that he will use these times and these processes for his kingdom and for his goodness and for his glory. A part of your purpose and your destiny. But he won't shame you in front of people. He won't make you look a certain kind of way in front of people. Because he loves you so much. That's the thing that I love most. You know people. You know as humans. Oh yes. We gonna make you look bad. And we don't care who we make you look bad in front of. God is not like that. And so God did not allow the pit, the situation with Potiphar's wife in the palace that sent him to prison. It wasn't to shame him. It was to grow him. It was to teach him. It was to show him, you know, that, yes, I gave you a dream. Yes, you operated out of immaturity, but that's okay because It's not going to stop the purpose and the plan that I have for you. And so that right there just spoke so many volumes to me. So it takes me back to God covering me. No, my identity is not within that coat that he covered me with. But it showed me that in this season of my life, that as long as I stick to what he has given to me, he's covering me. There's favoritism, his favoritism, which hits differently, y'all. It is so different when God favors you. There isn't anything that man can do about it because it didn't come from man. It came from the Lord. And so I looked at that coat as a covering, but most importantly, as protection. So God is not only covering me in this season of my life, but he's protecting me in this season of my life. And so God is our covering and protection from everything that tries to keep us from getting to our purpose in him. Y'all, when I tell you that there is a a devil in hell, that could stop the purpose and the plan that God has for you, only you can do that. But no devil can do that. And y'all, I'm just telling you, I'm going into a new chapter with a new mindset and a new perception about There isn't anything impossible for God. There is nothing too hard for God. And whatever he says, that's what I'm going to do. Wherever he sends me, that's where I'm going to go. Whatever he calls me to, that's the answer that I'm going to to give. It's going to be a yes. It's going to be you know, Lord, I still am going to do what you told me to do, regardless to what it looks like, regardless to what it sounds like, regardless to what it feels like. And so, you know, I was listening to a pastor, y'all, his name is Pastor Jerry Flowers. Um, I think his church is titled Redefined. I might be wrong, but you can YouTube it. Look him up on YouTube. He has this series that I've been watching called Cuffing Season. And y'all, let me just tell you how that thing been ministering to me. Um, And it's so deep and so powerful that I have to honestly tell you that I can only listen to one episode a day. Because, man. He dropping stuff just like left and right. And if the word does not correct or convict you in some kind of way, I don't know what to tell you because that's what it should do. It should convict and correct you so that you grow from it, right? And so he actually touched on about Joseph and his coat of many colors. And y'all, that was confirmation for me to have to do um, this podcast episode entitled what I titled it. Um, and I was just floored because I was like, come on, Jesus, that's confirmation right there that this is really what I'm supposed to talk about this week. Because in that, there were certain things that he said that was so profound to me that I had to write it down y'all. Um, he said that those that do not like you in private, You will not know about it until your favor goes public. (laughs) If y'all can't laugh about that, that was Joseph, right? His brothers did not like him in private. And there was an outward manifestation of it publicly because of the favoritism that his father showed him publicly. And so because of that favoritism on his life, they privately was plotting on Joseph and Joseph didn't even have a clue. He was very young. He was very naive, you know, still wet behind the ears, you know, um, wasn't ready for meat. He was still trying to digest milk. Right. Mm. And so but his brothers didn't care about that they just knew that they had to get him out of the picture because their dad wasn't noticing them and so favor he said this in there and i said wow um there was one part of the message where he talked about how favor cuts the grass that reveals snakes i stopped and was i had to put that on pause and take it back so that I could hear it again. He said that favor. Cuts the grass that reveals snakes. I said. Mm, mm, mm. So the robe was an outward confirmation. Of favors participation. That's right. Y'all heard me. The robe was an outward confirmation. Of favors participation. So there was. Not to call his brother snakes. But when God cut the grass. In Joseph's life. He revealed how much his brothers. Just did not like him. That they put him in a pit. And then sold him. Into slavery. Because. They just didn't like him. They was going to let him die in the pit. But Joseph's brother Reuben said no, nah, we can't do that. We'll put him here, but then we'll, you know, somebody comes along, we going we'll sell him. You know, we are going to let him live. We're not going to kill him. We're not going to let him die out here. And so, the ram in the bush for Joseph was Reuben. Even though he conceded with his brothers, he didn't go against them. He didn't he didn't look at it like, you know, y'all, we wrong. We shouldn't even be doing this. But he still Conceded with his brothers to do this to his younger brother. Even if he did not agree with it, he went along with it. How many times have you did that you didn't agree with something, but you went along with it to please the crowd, to please everybody else that was around. We do it all the time, y'all. We do it all the time. And then he said, favor makes people hate more and he said that haters start to conversate and I thought that was interesting because isn't that just like us when we're walking in a season of things that are unknown to us and we are not sure about what God is doing in that moment in our lives so you know you connect with people that you know aren't really for you and then they start having conversation about you you know when things were good and you were sharing all your information and you thought that they were really you know in your corner nah when they start to see you be blessed they start to see things turning around for you then they start talking amongst each other or with other people trying to get other people to not like you trying to get other people on board with you know um why they feel the way that they feel they're not happy for you and so I have been around that I have been that person another truth moment I have been that person who was not happy for someone that was around me or close to me being blessed because I felt like God had missed me like he looked over me like I like I wasn't even in his his view but the more that I've grown and learned and and grow in my relationship with him the more I'm starting to see that that's not who he is there's a time and a season for everything and everyone And there's a purpose and a plan. And so, you know, but it didn't feel good being in that. If I had to be truthful, it did not feel good at all. Um, Seeing Susie next to me get the very things that I've been praying and asking God for. And so, y'all, it's different. It is truly different, right? And so... God gave Joseph favor, not for himself, but for his people. Favor ain't fair, y'all, right? But it's not for just you. It's for other people. That's the importance of having a good group of people around you that could help keep you humble, help keep you accountable Um, And I have a support system that don't tell me what I want to hear when I want to hear it. They tell me the things that I need to hear that helps me in that moment, because that's all a part of me growing. And so we have to get to a point and place in our life where we don't speak out of immaturity. That we allow God to reveal whatever he's given to us in his time and in his season for us. So now, you know, I done talked. I done shared so many different things with you all. I have been so transparent in this moment. Um, and I'm going to close out here, but before I close out, let me just leave you with this. God does not show favoritism between his children. He clothe He clothe clothes us with I'm sorry, I'm getting tripped up on my word. Clothe us with compassion, kindness, humility, meekness, patience, forgiveness, bearing with one another, encouraging one another, believing in each other. And most importantly, he clothed us with his love. That's the most important gift that he had ever given to us is his love. The love that he has for us. And so as he have clothed us with those things, be mindful to show that to someone else. Encourage someone. Be there for someone, even when life is happening in your life. Don't cost you anything to sacrifice for somebody else. And so I thank you for joining me today um, and listening and taking the time out. I hope that you got something from this, that this helps bring some more clarity into your life. Um, I don't know where any of you are in this season of your life, but I will tell you that Um, don't speak out of turn. God will tell you when you are to share what he has given to you. Learn to be in tune with his spirit and his voice. Because in the long run, it saves you from so many different things in the long run. Whether you can see it or not. I told someone this the other day that... You can see to the corner, but God can see around the corner. You can see to the hill, but God can see over the hill. And even if we don't know what it is, when we get to the door that he has placed in front of us, whether you know what's on the other side of the door or not, walk through the door with the confidence and the reassuredness that God has you. He's went before you. He's ordained and designated it for you and you don't have to be afraid to walk through the door. So now before I leave, the podcast is now available on these platforms, Anchor of course, um, Apple, Google, Spotify, Breaker, Pocket Cast, Overcast, and Radio Public. Also, please, 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 if you have not um, been listening, go to the website, go to the different platforms, Start to listen. Get caught up, y'all, because we I'm moving. God is moving me. I am on the move. And save the date, January the 11th, 2021. It's such a significant date for me. Um, but my book, my very first self-published book will be re-released on that day. And in upcoming weeks, I will be posting on my social media site, Facebook, of course, Instagram, that um, I will be taking pre-orders for the book. Um, But I will also be doing lives to talk about the book talk about the podcast and what God is doing in my life as he gives me to share with you in upcoming weeks. I'm also thinking about hosting some virtual Zoom sipping chats where we can have dialogue and you can ask me questions live and in color. Um, And I'm just excited about this season and this next chapter of what God is doing with me. But you know, thank you again for the love and the support that you all have continued to show me but enjoy the rest of your day. Again, I am Robin, your host, and I want to say thank you for tuning in. Be encouraged and know that I'm praying for you. Peace and blessings to you.